Hello and welcome to Wellness KE, the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Fatma. It's yet another awesome day. We're happy to be alive, happy to still be able to just breathe in, breathe out and experience life. Whatever it is that you are, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for making the time. I'm forever grateful for all those of you who show support. And um, today, as you can tell by the title, it's a, a sensitive topic. But before I get to that, I just want to mention the fact that um, you can be able to find lots of uh, great information on our social media platforms. So on Twitter, at KE Wellness, on Instagram, at well underscore Ness KE, and on Facebook, Wellness KE. So if you have any kind of um, issue you want for us to talk about, to tackle, please feel free to message me on any of these platforms. If you're looking for motivation, feel free to join us. Wellness KE is a community. This is for you just so you can be able to get to improve your life and live a much better quality life. If you're looking for information that can assist you when it comes to fitness, when it comes to nutrition, anything that you want, um, you'll find on our social media platforms. And I want to say a very big thank you to all of you, all of you for tuning in to the podcast, listening, taking the time, and even going further to just give me your feedback and response. I really appreciate that so much. Um, I'm so grateful because... Um, so many of you talked about how the stories that are on the podcast have actually, you know, enlightened you, opened your eyes. And that's what gets me pumped up. And I feel really good when I give positive energy and receive it in return. That's the law of karma for you. Um, and just, um, just to segue into that, the fact that I had... About four women who messaged me and said, you know, make sure that you talk about this issue um, is the reason why I'm doing this. So there, there was a time that um, I worked in the media industry and um, things happened. But um, I want to just walk you through them step by step just so you can be able to understand um and so it's a little bit difficult for me but i'll get through it and i want to start from the very beginning so today we're talking about sexual harassment at the workplace and um we will start by defining what sexual harassment is okay that way you can be able to have an idea um, of what it is and I go word by word word for word now sexual harassment is defined as unwelcome sexual advances requests for sexual favors or any other verbal or physical conduct of a sexual nature okay all these are words um, big words to just tell you if someone makes you feel uncomfortable in any way um, sexually advances you and you, you just, you are uncomfortable. You are in any situation, whether you are at work, at home, whatever, um, they're harassing you. Now, remember, 
this happens to women, but it also happens to men. So I'm not trying to say that um, it's an issue that only affects us as women. This is something that exists at the workplace and also you know, there are men who have actually experienced it. And if you're listening and you're a woman who has experienced sexual harassment at the workplace, please feel free to leave me a voice message uh, on this podcast. If you are a man and you have experienced any of this, whether it's at the workplace or anywhere else, please feel free to leave a voice message. When I send this link to the podcast, I will show you how you can be able to do that because I really want to hear from you. So I'll start with my story. Um, so that I can make it a bit simple for you to understand. Um, the reason why I want to share my story is because, number one, I've never shared it with anyone. And number two, I feel like when I share it, you'll be able to understand that way in the upcoming episodes to build up to this one, I'll have professionals on board who can be able to expand or expound on this particular topic, tell us what we need to do, ways we can avoid it. If you're an employer, an employee, whatever it is that you are, you can make sure that we can, we are going to eradicate sexual harassment at the workplace. Now, I'm someone who has worked in the media industry. What do I mean by that? So I'm 34 years old right now. I started when I was 20 years old and that um, is approximately 14 years in the industry. Now, I started off, there was a competition by MTV Base, <laughs> and I was really good at the competition. Um, eventually, I did not win. I came second. And the guy who won um, ended up working, you know, doing something, a gig for MTV, and that was really nice. Uh, but in a way, I'm glad that I didn't win because it exposed me to all these other things that I managed to do. So my, I would go for auditions and try out for different jobs on TV. I remember at first um, just being an intern at first. Um, I interned at NTV um, in Mombasa at first because I'm from Mombasa. And then coming to Nairobi, I remember interning at um, East Africa magazine. This is where you had your True Love magazine, Adam magazine, Twende and all that. I remember being an intern. I learned a lot from that because early mornings they used to have these power meetings and discuss who they're going to put on the cover, why they would do all that. I learned so much from that. I use that a lot in all my platforms when I think about who I'm bringing on board and why that was something positive that came from, from that. Um, I also remember being an intern at, um, where else? Oh my gosh, it's so, so many different places. Um, but uh, let me mention where I first started working, which was on Citizen TV. My first TV job was on Citizen TV during the pub breakfast show. Now, the person that I worked closely with and the person that I worked under was Kobe Kihara. I'm sure all of you know Kobe Kihara. She's just amazing because everything she's done in this industry I feel like she deserves her flowers because Kobe is actually the reason why you watch morning TV right now on any TV channel because she brought about that idea of morning TV if you can remember there was a time where we would watch TV and early morning um, it was just CNN or Al Jazeera just on TV all the time 
and then they would get to a place where when it was like 5 a.m. in the morning, you would have some faith-based content maybe, which was good because then you would watch something like you start with the word of God and then now you continue on with the day. Then they'll just bring more news and news and news. But Kobe changed that. I remember on Citizen, she started the Power Breakfast show where Johnson Makazi was on, she was on and all that. And then there were all these segments. And in there, I had a segment um, and I would host... A show. So I worked really well with Kobe. I learned a lot from her. And I think I was introduced to the media industry in a good way because the first person I worked closely with who was supervising me was a female. Now, there was a difference. People say a lot about women, but I have to tell you, uh, working with women to me has always worked well because women are, you know, like we're trailblazers. We know what it is that we're doing. We work hard and we're focused. And it's going to be hard for a woman to tell you, you know, to make any sexual advances. I mean, I don't know. I haven't had any experience like that. So thank God. Anyway, so after working on Citizen, um, I've worked on different, you know, for different uh, TV stations and uh, on different TV shows. But now I want to now get to where things just went wrong. Now, for this particular show that I worked uh at i remember going for an audition because this is what happens on tv you go for an audition and um they just tell you you know we're looking for a host i don't know vibrant fun entertaining blah 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 you know we're we're doing the casting and uh we'll do it on a certain day at a certain time show up and you know be there or be square things like that so i would show up for auditions i would do my best and you know thank god what was mine i would end up landing the job so i just want to let people understand that for me in the industry i didn't have a manager i didn't have someone who i knew who knew other people i just went in based on my um well, I, I would say I had God. So you can have all the people you want, but if you have God by your side, you can do anything. So that's the reason why, you know, my career on TV was that successful is because no matter what what would happen, I would always go back and just pray to God and tell him, you know, you know, I want this. There's a reason why I want to do this. I want to grow as an individual and I would I would want for this opportunity to come through and things would come through. All I needed to do was just make sure that I did my job well. Um, so I remember auditioning for this show. Um, I should have known that things would go wrong because I did my audition. And if I can remember, it was a Friday. So me being Muslim, I was supposed to be, you know, at the mosque after that audition. And I remember I showed up. I, you know, I was decently dressed. Not that that affects anything, but I remember being decently dressed because it was just something that was important to me, you know, like just first impression uh, when you're going in to try out for, for a job. So um, it was kind of like a private audition because there are people who are well known there. Um, and um, I showed up, I did my thing and I remember just, you know, looking at the time and I wanted to make sure that I, I you know, I'm able to go to the mosque. Anyways, so... There's one thing that, so this person who actually owns this production company is the one who hires the talent. This is how it goes. And then the talent 
is now connected to the TV station. So for instance, if you're watching a TV show, what usually happens is that they hold and uh, you know, they hold auditions, they get the talent or the host, and then now they say, "Okay, so you are auditioning for such and such a gig. It's actually going to be airing, you know, on a certain TV station." Okay, so you as the host might not know where this show is going to air until you get your contract, you get everything, and then you're told, okay, so this show is going to be on this particular station. So you might actually not even have that much, um, you might not be so uh, connected to the to the station, you, you actually might be dealing with the, the production company more than the station. So this was the case for this particular job. And I remember the question that I was asked by the man who owns this particular company was, are you married? And I didn't understand that. So I remember doing the audition, being good and, you know, getting the thumbs up and like, oh, wow, that was really nice. And then part part of the like the questions that they were asking me, they were asking me like your availability. Would you be able to, you know, be there for a job and things like that? And then they went like and then this guy goes like, are you married? And then I was like, um, no, I'm not married, but I'm in a relationship. That's what I said. So this was years ago. Um, and, and then he was like, oh, okay, okay. No, I just want to know because, you know, you might have some kind of responsibilities on the side and, you know, and et cetera, et cetera. But I remember the energy. I was not comfortable with him even asking me that because that's not a question people normally ask you especially at an interview and if they do then they need to back it up and explain to you why um and just going into it um i remember booking the job booking the job and doing really well and just like being being a professional because for me i believe in being a professional they always say you're only as good as your last show my last show was on pambazuka was pambazuka national lottery show on ntv which maybe some of you watched. That was a live show, a uh, first ever live uh, lottery show, first ever live show in Kenya. People don't do live. People say live, but it's in quotes. Um, but that was amazing, an amazing op- opportunity for me um, as someone that really believes in myself. It was amazing for me to do something live and it was a well-oiled machine. Everybody else worked well together. And that was such a good uh, experience. Now back to this particular show, now, this person that actually owns this company, this production company, he was the one that gave me hell. <laughs> this person was, wow, the harassment that was going on, it was just way too much. Because at first it started with um, saying things like, if you have sex with me, um, I'll be able to just give you more jobs. And I was like, no, thank you. Okay, if you have sex with me, you know, I'll be able to make, you know, you'll be able to travel and go to all these other places. And I'll be like, no, thank you. If you have sex with me, um, I'll give you money. And I'll be like, no, thank you. If you have sex with me, every time we're done with the show, I'll be the one who'll drop you off. Nobody will just, you know, like you don't need these. Because, you know, on set you have young guys who are crew, people who do lighting, sound and all that. And he'll be like, you don't need these young guys. You need someone like me who'll be providing. And I would always just be like, no, no, thank you, no. And this is me like focusing on my job and just doing the job really well. 
And so this person actually got to a place of like he was irritated now. Now he was pissed off and annoyed by me and why I would always say no. And the reason why is because everywhere else he went, he would get yeses. And I have to be honest with you guys. I'm talking working for months, my show going on air and not getting a check. Okay? Working and everyone else on set that is male not even being allowed to talk to me because if you talk to her, you're fired. Working and just, you know, like getting to that place of just... I was so uncomfortable that I remember... I remember just being so uncomfortable, angry by everything that one of the um, the the directors, um, I'll talk to him on the side and ask him if he'll be comfortable to to speak on this. But um, he, my friend, he was a director. We made, I became, we became friends on set because he was the person that actually just told me, you know what, Fatma. This is just going on for way too long. I'm going to take you to the to the office for this guy to actually give you your pay. Because you can imagine, this was a set of over like 25, 30 people. Everybody has been paid except for the host that's actually on that show. Everybody receives a check except for me. And he would come up with reasons why. But I knew why. Okay? I knew why he, he did that. So... Me focusing on my job, my money, and trying really hard to, to work, it started just affecting me. I was getting to a place where I was so uncomfortable. I can't work well because anything I do, this person is just making it so uncomfortable for me to actually be a professional. And this was, you know, this was before <laughs> I became who I have become. Because if this was happening now, how I am right now, or by day one, we would have been done with this story. Because at that time, I was much younger. I really wanted to work. And I was just like, no, you know, I, I don't necessarily um, want to have any kind of um, altercation with anyone at work. I just want for you to know that I'm here for the job. And <sighs> this was just, this was me trying hard to, you know, to, to drum this message. But I remember my... Uh, the director actually taking me to his office. The director actually came with his friend, okay? And the two of them, you know, took me to the, to his office and they were, you know, they took me so that I could be able to go and get my check, you know, because it had been, it was now going into four months. And when I went in, I remember this guy just, you know, he was furious. He was like, no, you're not getting paid. And like he he made a scene. It was it was a, that big of a deal. Now, remember, the TV station where the show is airing, they have no idea that the host is not being paid. They keep airing the show. OK, they have no idea. I'm out there trying to make sure that I earn my money when everybody is watching me. Everybody's telling you, oh, I'm watching your show and I'm watching your show. But um like I was not I was not getting paid and the experience was horrific but it's just that I really love being a host that I was like I don't care I'm resilient I know what I'm made of I'm going to do this job and I'm going to like you know like I was focusing on the job anyways 
long story short, my friend, the director and his friend, they never managed to get me the check. You know, like it, it, it was not successful. That whole them bringing me into the office and standing by me. I honestly really appreciate that. This is the reason why I even became friends with him um, is because I just saw his kindness in the sense that he was selfless. He risked a lot just so he could take me to that office and try and do that. And I remember his friend actually saying, my girlfriend wants to try, you know, and be on TV. If this is what females go through, I probably advise her to do something else. And I was like, wow. And guys, I took years before I went back on TV. Years. I went to do other things. I worked nine to five jobs. I worked at offices. I did other things. Uh, because I believe I'm a diverse person. I can be able to adapt and work anywhere. But the end of this particular situation was, I remember just packing my bags and just leaving. I left Nairobi. I went back home to Mombasa. I was done because I was doing a show. It was airing. I was not being paid. Nobody was listening. The person that's at the top actually is saying no to paying me because no, you're not having sex with me. You're not going to earn your money. And it was just too much. It was attack after attack. And I went back home. And now, when I got home, I remember my mom saying, no, they're not going to do this to my child. No. So my mom, I remember her writing an email to the TV station and saying, this will never happen. What has happened is just disgusting. And I cannot believe that this can happen, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like she stated everything else. Now, remember, the TV station had no idea what was going on. So the TV station just stepped up and were like, we had no idea. We are sorry. We will make the changes and we will bring Fatma back on board with a whole new crew. Whole new crew. This is what happened. Two episodes to go for the show to be over. The TV station actually stepped in. The production company was fired. New people stepped in. And I was told to go in and close the show because there were two episodes to go. Now, I haven't gone deeper into detail into mentioning the station, the company and all that. This person still does TV shows. One of his shows is actually probably your favorite show. And when I meet people who are on this show, I'm always like, what's it like working for so-and-so? <laughs> because I'm interested. When I see young people, especially young women, I'm like, you know, I want to indirectly just say, you know, just be careful. You know, don't be pushed to doing something you don't want to do because this person has a reputation. Now, I've tried to summarize my story so that you can be able to understand. I'm really hoping that I was able to share as much as I could. Um... But the one thing that I want to add on to finish to this, because we will have episodes to discuss this, and I welcome your thoughts, your comments, your feedback, your contribution. I welcome that because we will build on this. We will talk to professionals. I've already talked to them on the phone and we have interviews scheduled. Um, but I wanted to just get the conversation going, yeah, as I mentioned. Now, I want to just talk about how our country is dealing with this particular issue. Um, I'll mention to you what the law 
actually states about sexual offenses. Now, word for word, in accordance with the Sexual Offenses Act of 2006, any person being in a position of authority or a person holding a public office who persistently makes any sexual advances or requests, which he or she knows or has reasonable grounds to know, are unwelcome, is guilty of the offense of sexual harassment. And then there's more. Okay? So what I'm trying to say is it is illegal. If you're listening to this and this is happening to you, sexual harassment is illegal in the country. Let's find out what happens to someone when they actually take you through this horrific act. In accordance with the Sexual Offenses Act of 2006... Any person in a position of authority or holding public office persistently making sexual advances or requests which he or she knows are unwelcome is guilty of the sexual offense, is guilty of the offense of sexual harassment and is liable to imprisonment of at least three years or to a fine of at least 100,000 shillings or to both. Now I'll mention the source. Section 6 of the Employment Act of 2007 and Section 28 of the Sexual Offences Act of 2006. This information I got from mywage.org slash Kenya. Maybe you can check it out. Um, But I did not go deeper into it because I know I'm going to have professionals who will be in a much better position to explain this. Um, I hope that I've been able to share... Uh, my story in a way that you were able to completely understand. I didn't go deeper into it, but I will. I will get to explain. I just wanted for you guys to know that this is something that can happen to anyone. It can happen to you, whether you're a man or a woman. It can happen to you at work. It can happen to you at home, wherever you are. You could be going through sexual harassment. You could be a victim of sexual harassment without knowing because it has not been defined You know, and people have not necessarily uh, shed light on this. I'm glad when I hear of anything um, globally that is ongoing um, about sexual harassment. We know about the Me Too movement. We know about the Time's Up movement. We know about Bill Cosby. We know about R. Kelly. You've watched Surviving R. Kelly. Everyone heard about all these things. We know about all the men who have been just it's just disgusting if you ask me we know about all these issues yet here's something i want to tell you some of these men you know them they walk in everyone lines up and they want to shake their hand and call them mwishimiwa this is the reason why these men are able to do these things It's because even when you know that your female counterpart or colleague is actually going through something horrific or some level of harassment because of this person, you don't necessarily, you as a man don't necessarily feel like you need to be the one to come to their defense, I don't know, or shed some light or talk about this issue or even just be helpful. Um, Something else I want to mention There are women who have fallen into this trap. If you're one of them, please don't think that we're judging you. You have reasons why you had to do what you had to do. Some people may not understand, 
because they have not seen the level of harassment that you went through, what that was like, how that impacted you physically, emotionally, psychologically, career-wise. They were not there to see the fear that you had, um, the worry that you had, sleepless nights that you had. Uh, you you went through everything, and I feel you. I understand you. Um, and even if you're a man and you went through this, um, you went through this not because something was wrong with you or you were dressed different or you look a certain way. Um, this is not a you issue. It's a them issue. The person that actually did this, they're the ones who have the issue. So I hope that we are going to live in a world where there will be equality, where there won't be injustice in any way, and also where issues like sexual harassment can be eradicated for good. That's an idealistic way of thinking of it. The realistic way is not just to base it on hope, is to have these conversations, shed light, okay? Make sure that the perpetrators are actually... make sure that they they face the music if they do anything wrong they need to face the music because the reason why they keep doing what they do is because there are no consequences well i'll end it here and i hope that we get to have more conversations thank you so much for listening to this podcast thank you for listening to my story i want for you to share your story in any way I want for you to record a voice message so that I can know what you've gone through. Anything that you know someone has gone through, please feel free to do that. Please feel free to message me on our social media platforms at KE Wellness on Twitter, at well underscore NSKE on Instagram, and Wellness KE on Facebook. Thank you once again for listening. I love you guys, and uh, I can't wait for us to have even more conversations. I'll see you next time. Bye.